Welcome to the Spiritual Geek Out Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Hudock, where we have fun talking about the phenomenal and the fascinating. From angels to energy healing, from mystical places to mystical teachings, this is a place where we nerd out on the science of the soul. My guest today is Reverend Jesu Garcia. He is a doctor of spiritual science and author of The Love of a Master, which detailed his nearly three decades as a personal assistant, a driver, and a bodyguard to the spiritual teacher, John Roger. This book he wrote reached number one on the Amazon charts for New Age mysticism. And his second book, The Dreams of a Master, continues to take us on his personal journey of awakening, uh, all about his beloved teacher after his passing, his master, the traveler, and friend, again, John Roger. In his earlier life, I might add that he has appeared on screen in such notables as Nightmare on Elm Street, Along Came Polly, and many, many others. And I am so thrilled to have him on the show today to talk about all his adventures, mystical experiences, insights, wisdom, and more. Jesu Garcia, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Such a wonderful pleasure to have you and to uh, geek out with you on the show today. All about- Let's geek. Let's geek, Let's geek out on the Spiritual Geek Out podcast. Great idea, Dan, great idea. Thank you, thank you. That came to me just waking up one morning and they said, call it this. I said, okay, I won't think think it over it too much and here we are. So let's-, let's uh, you, did a, you did a podcast with Alicia. I heard it was great. Oh yes, yeah. Alicia Das Hayes. She is amazing. Yes, anyone listening to this podcast and that hasn't seen that episode or listened to that episode, um, it's all about angels, the angelic realm, angels and humans, and she's an angel expert. So I highly recommend you check that one out and uh, let me know what you think. So, Jesu, you spent 26 years with the spiritual teacher. Many will call a master, an enlightened one. Some will call him an avatar. He has all different names. Some will call him a spiritual friend, a wayfarer. But you spent 26 years very um, in, in close quarters with this man we call John Roger. Where are you at today now that he's passed do you miss it? What, what is it like to just be that involved with someone that has shaped so much of your life? And now we're here some years later and what's it like for you just now? Where are you at? It, um, thank you. Great question. It, for a lot of people that um, JR left the planet physically 20 October 22nd, 2014. And it is true what everyone says, you know, they go in, they work in, they work inside of you. They're not the trap. At first you have to grieve and you have to do all those steps of grieving. But then eventually you, it's a second language. It's like learning French. And if you can get French, then you can go to that level and work 
you know, if you, if you learn French, you can be in France. But other than that, you're grieving and then you're missing and then the memories and then the album and then the photos and then the, you know, and, oh yeah, this is where I was with him. It can't, you know, I, I was stuck in a realm of sentimentality that, you know, this is my point of view, that if most of these things people weaponize, you know, they weaponize and, and then they attack themselves with it and then they cut their, their wounds more and more as it's healing. And before you know it, you're, you can't do anything, you're, you're paralyzed. That song reminds you of it rather than bring it present. So I go to all the places JR took me, like we call him JR, and I stay present. The secret is to be present. Be here now, be here now, be here now. So you bring, um, Jerry used to talk about when we used to go to Egypt, you know, you can't get caught up in what the Egyptians did, but how does that relate with what they did now? for you now and how are you experiencing that in the now when you're climbing the pyramids and I have, are you in the now or are you going, Oh my God, you know, this was like the guy that created the pyramid and what was it like? And some people think it was slaves that did it. Other people don't. Other people think it was Atlantic Atlantis. Um, leftover folks from Atlantis. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what are you doing? So, I, it took me six years. I'm in the six-year category. I know people that have lost their relatives and friends and family, especially with COVID. I didn't. I don't. Know, I only know a couple of people. My mom died last year in September, not of COVID. And I'm. Okay. I, I really moved into this invisible. You know, when you, when you, it's not believe it, but when you know that there's not life after death. When you know that we're just here for an expiration date to learn and to grow, um, you know, that's what we do. And then there is an after, which means there's a continuum. And we just get bodies and drop them, bodies and drop them. Of course, there's a lot of people saying, oh, you're nuts. There's no way. I don't really hang out with those people. I hang out with people that are, that, that think of the, impossible and do the impossible and be the impossible during this whole COVID stuff. Can you be loving? Can you be kind? Can you be nice? Can you not judge? Hard to do. But uh, I would say I, 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 I walk with, you know, they always say, you know, uh, how would Jesus see this? How would the master see this? I, you know, I grew up with Jer 26 years. So it's like, it's like an imprint of a constant deferring to the inner master. Yeah. Sometimes the outer master can be distracting. A lot of people that weren't in the close proximity with JR were actually more, they were very strong and stronger than someone like myself because you get caught up in the physical or the, oh, oh, let's, oh, we're hanging out. And you get all the answers and right in your face. And then one day he's gone. Well, the guys in you know, New Mexico that studied with JR didn't have that constant thing with JR, so they developed like a muscle, that inner kingdom. And it's very much like the Bible says in its, all, in its translations, the kingdom is within, the kingdom is at hand. 
Yeah. Which means keep your temple, you know, uh, clean. Keep and, and keep your friends in there that you love, even your enemies in there. And the people that are past, keep them in there. And before you know it, you're a walking temple. And you don't go outside of it because that, that's where pain is. Oh, God, you know, I got to see what CNN's going to tell me about my life today. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Don Lemon, yeah, I understand. Um, tell me how to live my life. I'm going to make that my truth. And it's not bad to listen to the news, but it's bad to make the God of opinion your God. Right. Well said. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's tough really tough and, so, and there's, a, there's a lot of noise and so you as a spiritual person or a geek you have to stay in your own orbit so you don't get all these sunbursts and meteor showers of, of opinions negativity and before you know it, you're like oh my god what do i do what do i do and, yeah, yeah. Go into your reactivity, go into your judgment, go into your addiction, go into your againstness, go into all of it that just makes you go shut down and get small and get into suffering more deeply. So I'm with you. Now, for people that are listening that have no idea who John Roger or JR, we call him, who he, who he is and who he was uh, walking the planet, um, could you give our audience a bit of an overview um, to you, to him, to, excuse me, to you, was he an avatar? Was he just a very awake man with keys? Like, who is he to you? And maybe just talk a bit about that. Yeah. Familiar. He was just a, just a, just a bottom line. Avatars are amazing. Jared was not an avatar, but there's avatars and they're always around and they have a job. And every religion has a job or every spiritual master has a job and jr's what we teach in msia and what jr founded is he didn't found it he founded msia but he is he's a continuum john morton is now of shab yoga syrup shab yoga which is connecting the soul to the sound current goes back eons and it's it's a different thing it's like some buddhists are like well, let's do Buddha, let's do Krishna, and let's do all these things. Everything leads to God. There's no wrong way. Everything, God's in charge. As soon as you know that, you, you just pick the choice that you want of, oh, yeah, I'll be a Scientologist today, or, or I'll be um, you know, science of mind. Nothing is bad. If you, you know, Rumi says, um, I'll ruin the quote, but it says, out beyond right and wrong, there's a field. I'll meet you there. Right. That means there's another level in which there is no duality. So there is no right, wrong, yes, no. Only what you know. Shakespeare said, uh, the fault is not in our stars, it's in ourselves. And it, you know, it's not right or wrong, but what you make it. So that means- Thinking makes it so. Thinking makes it so. So that means the mind's the problem and astrology is a problem mm-hmm. in the way that they've weaponized it. That's right. Astrology is great if you're not weaponizing it, meaning that's just one level. So if you, that means the way people do it is like, oh, well, it's because my moon's in Leo. That's why I killed the guy. 
you know, or, you know what I mean? Uh, so we have to be careful how we're weaponizing and being victims. There's a lot of victimization and there's a, there's a lot out, you know, we have to be careful as spiritual beings that we just hold, send the light, don't take a position so that spirit can work with you. Spirit doesn't work with you in positions. That's more of a negative spirit. You're bad, I'm good. You're white, I'm black. You're Chinese, I'm not. You know what I mean? When you go there, you drop to the levels of duality. And that, you know, Martin Luther King, he was taking it from Gandhi, and Gandhi was taking it from Jesus, and then they just did it nonviolence in the middle. And I don't know, you know, JR was a lot like that, but he wasn't, you know, avatars go out in the world and do things. JR was, is a way shower, not a teacher per se, but a friend. True masters like him, uh, you become friends first. And the friendship is what develops into a personal relationship with the God force in you and me. You know, we, we, what we identify with in this world is I'm a man, you're a woman, that's duality. Right. You go higher, what do I identify with? A unit of light, you're a unit of light, that's oneness. Uh, what's happening is I'm black, you're white, you know, I feel bad, look what you've done. And that becomes a consciousness that also has to be played out because there's karma. And then there's, you know, all sorts of things that I don't understand. But it's our job as spiritual being is to hold and not necessarily protest. You might have the karma of protesting. But once again, you take a position and it's hard to really, you know, see what the other side is. Right. And we see a lot of that right now. Mm-hmm. More so than ever. We're not listening to each other. We're just talking at each other and canceling each other the cancel culture is an interesting term but it's just a term of just disregarding who you are you know the you're nothing uh you have to listen to what i have to say so it's a bit of a infliction there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world and it's good to the the word i love the best is discernment yeah earn you're not judging, you're evaluating, discerning, I'm not going out to dinner with these people. Um, I don't want to hurt my consciousness. I'm very respectful, but I don't wear a mask. You know, I'll go in the store, wear a mask by myself, with my friends that don't wear masks. Hey man, we're safe, you know, because God's got us, we're responsible. We're not clubbing and spreading things, we're just, you know, we do what we do. Well, you bring up a great principle from MSIA that I think is worth mentioning, which is doing our 10%, which people listening may not be familiar with. So that's a great example of literally doing your 10%. When someone doesn't understand really where you're coming from, they might say, oh, he's being irresponsible. Like, that's crazy because they're stuck in their positioning. And, um, and also, I should say, just to add to that, you know, we're 
93% of our subconscious, we're, we're, we're driven about 93% by our subconscious. I know Bruce Lipton, I think, said 87%. Now people are coming forward saying it's up to 93%. So we're in, a, we're in that range still, 87, 93. We've got about 7% to hack, to hack the system, right? And to be cognizant and be present, like you say, and to really be um, in our presence so that we can make the decisions that are for our highest good and to make decisions that are um, one that ones that unify that aren't ones that are just operating out of the fight or flight response act, operating out of the fear activated limbic system response operating out of the caffeinated response, right? All these things going on on the planet right now because there's so much going on that, you know, people are, and I, hey, like we talked about this, I think in another episode, but, you know, most people are super caffeinated or they're drinking their alcohol or they're getting their CBD or they're getting their roll or they're porking out or they're making their cookies or they're binge watching Netflix or all good, but it's really about balance when we start going into these higher levels of consciousness so that we can have a really good life and we can start thinking critically and using our wisdom brain, if you will, for lack of a better term. So what you're talking about is not being irresponsible. It's actually about operating through this precept we call the 10%. Can you talk about what that is and how spirit comes and meets you uh, with their 90%? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, JR came up with, look, I, I'll work with you on the 90% and you handle your 10%, you, you know, your basic self and your conscious self, pay your bills, get a job. You know, you, you came to, you were born in a capitalistic country. And even if you weren't, get up, go to work, pay your bills, um, take care of your body. Um, one of the things that Jer created and founded with Russell Bishop was Insight Seminars. And that was more like in the world. It's MSI is like inner knowing and insight is more like inner learning. And a lot of people... And I've taken spiritual psychology at USM. Okay, big deal. But it's like, if you're not awakened, you don't know what we're seeing. You know, right. so some of, yes, it's like the collective unconscious is running everything. And, and it's like mob rule, collective unconsciousness. And the, you know, it's almost like you need a Winston Churchill again to help people, you know, get out there and say, there's no such thing as fear, but fear itself. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing called COVID. There's a thing called uh, respect and take care of yourself. And then there's fear and it has hurt me. It's being weaponized, it's being used. And you just have to, it's not conspiracy. It's psychology. And I'm surprised there's not enough psychologists out there going, it's all projection. That's right. Well, so, so we have a COVID situation. We have, and then power people and not power people. And then they're projecting and reflecting their psychological issues onto each other and the world. With this, if it wasn't this, it was Trump. 
And if it wasn't Trump, it was something else. There's always something because one of the funny things I, I enjoyed when Trump was president, very few, uh, I'm one of the very few guys, because I would see people's triggers. I'd see people get triggered by a guy they don't even know. That's right. And, and you can see the psychological issues of example, exhibit A. How you relate to the issue is the issue. Is the issue. So exhibit A is with you, sees Trump, explodes, and you're like, wow, that's hot. What's going on in there? And <laughs> one of my ideas in my head, JR's ideas or spirit was, God, if there were counselors in every block. Oh, wow, yes. There were counselors, these, these, I read this in a book too called Initiation on the Nile. And it was like, what if were these consciousness centers uh, where you stop, you know, okay, you can stop and have a hamburger, but could you stop and talk to someone? And, hey, how you doing? Hi, welcome. I'm uh, I'm consciousness counselor one. Can I help you? Well, yeah, I'm so mad. Okay, let's talk about it. And then I just listen. I, I mean, love that. You know, it's like, because everybody is tripping on their psychological, I remember Robert Holden said, you're not your psychology. Mm-hmm. Now that's where, that's where we get into the 90%. Right. You know, what is ego? We're doing 10% now. What is ego? What I think, what I feel. And everybody, if you have a platform, is saying, everybody's saying what they think and feel. Even, you know, you can go the conspiracy and then the weirdo, whatever you want to call it, it's all think and feel, think and feel, think and feel, think and feel. The news, think and feel, think and feel. So it's essentially a barrage of ego trip. It's an ego trip. It's a giant external ego machine flying. By the way, nothing to do with COVID. They're just using COVID as another ego trip. And and that's where you have to go inside. I am an ego. I do think and feel. But I develop this other consciousness of, of, of being able to monitor. And that's what you're doing 10%. Hey, I was a little bit crazy at the party and I yelled at that lady. I've got to forgive myself. Forgiveness yeah. is key. That's called self-awareness in the ego. And then you start, uh, JR talks, does a lot of observation exercises. Uh, you look at Einstein. You can, I can go anywhere. I don't have to just go to JR. Einstein was imagination is better than knowledge. So you can go. Now that works as negativity imagination that we're all going to die trumps knowledge of what's going on yeah so the imagination oh my god it's coming it's 40 variants we're you know we're going to end the world's ending ah we got to hurry up in 30 years so you have all these egos like bill gates good guy i'm not saying anything about anybody but he's an ego he is thinking and feeling he's absorbing books that he reads and then people listen to him. And so this is where you say, even Biden, God bless them, whatever, whatever people you give your will to is your problem. That's where you lose your 10%. Whereas develop the inner master, the inner counselor that goes, oh, I get it. You get the information. Jerry used to say, do you want the information or do you want the experience? I love the experience part because you can say, you know, I, I really love you. 
well, I, I read a book on how to love people or I know how to love. I had experience with love. And then it's one thing to talk about loving and it's another thing to really apply it and to be in loving action, which is a completely different energy. It's like, we can talk about love all day long, but it's like, are you doing it? It's like JR would say, doing it gets it done. Yeah, I talk with this um, insight facilitator and they, they have these great terms that people do in the world called emotionally backed demands. So when you see um, radio shows and TV shows, they're just emotionally backed demands. And we do that with our spouses and our families and friends. And you're seeing all sorts of families breaking up. If it wasn't Trump, it was now mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. Yeah. It's a heightened level of duality like I've never seen. Good, bad, Democrats, Republic, mask, no mask, vaccine. And it's like a football game, but worldwide. It's like they ought to put T-shirts on and go out and play football or do something. But it's a huge duality going on. And 10%, JR used to say, uh, and his IIWP, in the Institute of Individual World Peace, he had a great statement. Peace is the cessation of againstness. Mm. Is the cessation of againstness, which means when people were trying to get me to vote for this guy and that guy, I voted for nobody. Because if I vote for him, he's against him. If I vote for him, he hates him. So I step back and I don't care what people call me. Um, I, was, I was done. And I'm sure you experienced a lot of positioning there, just watching people's reactions to your choice of not choosing one or the other. I know. And, uh, and it was key to, and I got judged. I didn't care. But it's, it's the wrong word to say. I don't care. It's, um, I can't get into the, the emotionality of it because I, I'm following my inner guide that said, you know, and I, I, I did involve myself in my life. I said, well, if I go with this guy, this guy hates that guy. If I go with this guy, this guy hates that. I had friends that were protesting, nothing wrong with protesting. And I was like, I'm not, I don't feel peace in myself. And so they talk about, masters talk about, that if you sit in that center of peace, then you hold and, and then God uses you more and you hold more of the spirit that holds for the duality, for the, for the good and the negative and all that. And you don't take sides, but you just hold the light and you, and you do the loving. Like I love Biden as much as I love Trump. If I hate Trump, I hate myself. That is huge. But it's like in order to give you poison, in order for me to poison Trump, I have to drink it. Right. And it's in all, even Jesus says, when you do it to me, when you do it to him, do it to me. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean? I had to, I had to really dissect that. Wait a minute. If I do it to Biden, I do it to me. And I don't even know the guy. If I do it to my girlfriend, I do it to me. So I stopped doing it to me or doing it to him. Because what does that mean? What does that mean is that we're all connected. It's God fighting God. You got to find out, you know, we got to move up. It's God fighting God. Yeah. So what do you say to someone who's listening? They say, how can you say 
Trump is God. It's, it's, it's juvenile, the way they're thinking, and it's lack of awareness. That's all it is. It's a lack of awareness. It's like, how do I know what it's like to fly in a 777 all the way to London? Because I did it. And then the guy's fighting with me because he's never gotten on a plane. Right. Well, I think of uh, just biblically when you know, Jesus says not one soul is forsaken, that means not one soul. So it's like, oh, everybody's included except Donald Trump mm. okay, left out. Mm. So it's either God is either all loving or he's not. So which do you choose? Mm. So how big is your God? So if you've got a pretty small God, then maybe you have a hard time grasping the idea that we could be all connected and we could all be coming from the same creator. We all bleed the same. Yeah. I mean, if God spoke and he spoke and then creation happened, and we're part of that creation. And this is assuming we're all understanding about creation. If we go evolution, I don't know anything about that stuff. But if you say God created all that, then we're under God. So the 80 million that voted for Trump have souls. What do you want to do, kill them all? Or do you want to kill the Democrats? You just want, that's how genocide starts to happen. Right. And you start to realize you're killing you. It's God fighting God. And then so we reincarnate and we create another country. And then those people incarnate back in and they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Because until we learn, this is a school down here. So until we learn that we're all, you know, it took, it, it took me a, one time I was fighting with my own friends and I realized I felt horrible. Because I have to, I have to numb myself. I have to deaden myself in order to, to cut their head off. And, and that's what happens in politics. And this is the sad part is politics is just known for that. So you can't take it serious. It's what they do. But society as a whole, not not including politics, because that's just a game that was created just to get elected. Because I'm sure they're in bed together and they're all, you know, once... I've always heard these guys saying, oh, no, we're best friends. We just, we were running against each other. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, who knows? To me, it's like um, loving is the key. And are we being kind to one another? I'm learning that. I'm not... The one that says that I'm, you know, I'm cranky most of the time. And the most of the time that I realize is when I'm cranky, it's, it's, it's psychological. It's, it's spiritual psychology to really look at it. If I'm cranky and I'm being critical on myself, I'm going to use that outside in the world. And I'm going to criticize people out there because, you know, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, when I, I, when I was an actor and I was playing Che Guevara, I asked JR, hey, uh, I, this is a good role. Why is, what's his, what's his psychology? And he said, people that don't want to change themselves, change, try to change the world. So they become revolutionaries, presidents. Okay. Unless they have that service uh, mechanism. In this particular case, this particular guerrilla fighter, he was unsettled in himself. And he tried to change what he didn't like in the world and kill thousands. 
you know, so this is what we have to be careful because it's psychology. It's all in here, you know. You know, you were born, you know, what did they say about Hitler? If they would have just said, oh, that was a great art piece, he wouldn't have right. You know, they would have given him a hug, you know, as a little baby. Or would that have been enough and would have it just been a, another thing that would give him reason to, who knows? Yeah, I mean, but there's karma. There was a fulfilling of some sort. And people don't want to hear that. You know, people don't want to hear it because... It was, I don't understand the Holocaust. It did exist. It does. It's real. And it has a teaching mechanism in it. Never again. You know, never will this happen again. Hopefully. Hopefully. And I remain positive because I think we are waking up. And you have a great quote in your book. I believe it's a Benjamin Franklin quote that, I just love, and it, I believe it's instead of cursing the darkness, Dark. light a candle. Light a candle. And if we just keep lighting more candles, you that's, know, what I mean. that's what I mean by holding. Yeah, you know, it makes me think of, uh, and those listening, uh, so JR has this wonderful series of what we call discourses that are these monthly teachings. And it makes me think of this one discourse where he talks about the darkness is working 24 seven, but the light is working like 28 10. So if we all just keep lighting a candle and we keep stepping into that loving and we start finding ways to have conversations, even in our preferences and disagreements, right? Because it is a world of preferences. And uh, you, you have another quote in your book, uh, we are both graduates of the spiritual psychology program and uh, at USM. And I love that you include a quote that uh, perception by David Hawking, perception is edited observation. That is that. Because that's what it's all about. That's really what's running the world is right. if we observed it, we might get the answers, but because everyone edits based on their perception, oh my God, you know, you have Fox News saying one thing just on the, on the, on the media. Um, it's the beach ball effect Jerry used to talk about. I'm looking at this side of the beach ball. You're looking at this side of the beach ball. Right. You know, I flip channels and everyone saw the same accident and everybody's reporting it differently. Mm-hmm. So like you, have, you, you got to just hold and not lose it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to people when you just say hold and people don't have a spiritual reference point for that? Well, everybody's learning. So go ahead, go ahead and protest, go hate, go ahead and hate your fellow man, go ahead and do all those things and then report back to me in about a couple months right. and tell me how you feel. Just scientifically, we both, uh, I did DSS. Uh, I'm in doctor. DSS right now. Okay. Second. Doctor of Spiritual Science. Yeah. The best, it's one of JR schools, Peace Theological Seminary College of Philosophy. It is unbelievable because it teaches you to take spirit and make it scientific and so okay so write it down in a to-do list go ahead and do all the things you think are right and then bust yourself and really write journal write and go well that didn't work out just give it a graph 
if you're really good at Excel sheet and things like that, PowerPoint it, and then say, well, I'm going to do this and see, you know, which, you know, oh my God, I did all this negativity and I tried to save the world and I felt awful at home. And then I'm like, I took care of myself. I went swimming. I went dancing. I took my girl out and I helped some people over here. You'll see that this starts to go up. Yeah. The soul line. The soul line. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, write it down, right? Be, if you don't, you know, check it out, make me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if everybody was really, you know, you always hear about like, oh yeah, they got four stage cancer. I'm like, well, geez, how'd they get that? Well, most cases that I listen to, they just hated something about themselves or they loathe something or, and then there's this regular, you get karma because you get cancer because you get cancer. But most of the time, these people can't let go of something or they had a death wish and they have to fulfill it. And Jerry used to talk about surgeon's knife is a fast way to cut the karma and clear it. And uh, those that are working with masters uh, and these masters help um, kind of dilute the power of the karma. You know, instead of getting your head cut off, you have nerve pain for about six months. And that's what I like working with my master and my teacher. There's levels of, of karma we work in life. And he just had a knack, you know, instead of me getting caught up, especially in the movie business, while he was alive, he helped me with the movies. And he would say, it's not for you. My personality was crushed. Oh my God, I didn't get that movie. It was horrible. But then you find out the movie was a bomb. Someone died on the set and then drugs was, you know, happening. Right. Yeah, you bring up a great point. It's like, you know, we ask in the movement of spiritual inner awareness that we only want what is for our highest good. Because if it's not for the highest good, we don't want the karma and the shit that comes with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And a lot of, lot of people would come up to JR. He was a great um, matchmaker. So they would say, oh, JR, JR, I met this guy. Can you, can you, you know, can you? And the guy is gone in two months. Because... Um, Jer had a way of accelerating the karma rather than seven years married, two kids, guy leaves her, it's over in two months. Yeah. And that's what I love. The, you know, you kind of start working this, this kind of plan and you start enjoying going through the karma. Hey, okay, someone stole something out of my car the other day. They cloned the key fob. And fob, you know, the key fob is yeah. when you talk it, right? And there are these guys that go around really high-end thievery. They go in, pop your car open, they go in. They didn't take the Ray-Bans that were expensive. They just took my registration and insurance. And then I kind of checked it out. Of course, the initial ego, how I felt, how I thought, how I felt was I've been violated. I called cops, people I know, what the hell's going on? And then I thought FBI is after me. You know, you start going crazy. This is what's out in the world. So my, I heard JR inside of me, this voice go, now pull back. So I went behind my eyes, between our ears, 
where the the uh, penile gland is, just down here, third eye, just go straight back. And I sit there and I was like, oh, how grateful I am. They didn't break anything, glass, they didn't force entry. They just took some stuff I can replace. Thank you. Then, of course, I went ego when I tried to get a police report. Yeah. So then if people could exercise more of the observation, which that's where the seat of the soul is, which observes, and in there you can get answers. And Jerry used to say, you know, keep your mouth shut. Your mouth is the thing that gets you most in trouble. And 100%. You know, 100%. 100%. So if you shut up, you have to, you know, as a human being, but we're human beings, we're, this body dies, but the soul is amazing. So what happens is it has to feel that. I, I felt it, acknowledged the violation. Okay, they stole from me, the anger. And you go through all these levels and then you just talk to yourself. You talk yourself down. That's a, I'm not saying I'm an aware person. I like to do this a lot faster. But I also, I can say one thing, I listen to, an in, to my inner guide. That's, and how you know your inner guide's good because he's the one always, or she's the one, or could be a trans, transgender guy too, you don't know. Uh, so they can be in there. Uh, if they give you advice of love, cool down, be loving, be center, take care of yourself, that's the right guy. If you're doing negative, you're no good, that's just ego mind chatter. Jairus called it psychic self-attack. Psychic self-attack is you're just not hearing yourself and you're attacking your others. And when you get home, the, the, the weapon gets pointed at you and you just attack yourself all night long yeah. with a chatter. You know, good, look what you're doing. Yeah, go, come on. People really think, people really, look at you. I mean, what are you trying to, people... You know, they're judging you like you really, who do you really think you are? And I've had this chatter and I've completely agreed with it. That's how it goes away. You never resist it. Yeah. Well, so you're bringing up some um, interesting uh, concepts here, like psychic self-chatter or psychic attack are openings for negativity and people listening might be like, well, what the heck is that? What do you mean openings of negativity? Well, you know, ways we open ourselves to negativity. So then we have to go off roading for a bit and we're not on the best road that we could be on, which is the uh, really joyful road. <laughs> not that it's exempt from karma and, and suffering, but uh, we're powerful co-creators. So, Let's be smart. So what, you want to talk a bit about some open negativity? Well, well, one, first of all, the first key here is to be aware that you're in a victim, that you're expressing from a victim, a victimization point of view. If you're there, very hard to get anything. Yeah. You, you must first start with accountability. This is the problem with most people. And if we can take accountability for ourselves and not blame others, that's the first step towards awareness. It's the first step to, to being a co-creator with God. So that means I created that? Uh-huh. 
How did I create the guy breaking into my car? I left stuff in the car for him to be excited about it. And I didn't park the car closer. So I start to become more accountable. Oh, maybe I get an alarm. I should have changed that. Maybe bring in some stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I'm responsible for the guy. I'm responsible for not having security in my car. Therefore, that I'm not a victim. And because I used to listen to Jaren, still do, don't leave one of the key things in. I'm just making it super simple in my life. Don't leave anything in your car that's going to attract anyone to break it, to break into it, including the trunk. So what they took was just papers. Um, so that's the key. First, and I'm going to be horrible being sequential because I'm more associative. Um, but the, the key thing is when I do counseling with people, you can't do counseling with anyone that's stuck in the position that they did something to you. Right. Now, now there's real victim stuff. Like a man rapes a woman. That's real. Yeah. And a child gets killed or uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 99.9% people are just blaming people and not being accountable for their own behavior. That's right. And, uh, you know, the cop, damn cop gave me a ticket. Well, you were going 90, not this time, another time I was. Okay, so you're gonna get a lot of the time, Jerry used to say, you go to jail and you get caught for the things you got away with. Mm. Not for what you did that day that he caught you. <laughs> That's great. You go to jail and get caught for the things you were getting away with and now it's time to pay and being accountable. Being accountable is like, I created that. I did. And then at that point, God comes in and sort of more communion with you. And it's like, well, what, what do I do now? Well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go over there and apologize to them and offer them some money. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Here's some money. And then your life starts to change because the more you're dis JR had another term called dishonesty forfeits divine aid. How does, first of all, how does God work with you? There, by the way, God's with you, but that close proximity of working tight with them, not so if you're deceptive. You're going to be working for some other God, sort of a lower, there's lots of gods, by the way. Um, but deception forfeits divine aid. It's a tough one. And I've, I've been deceptive myself. And we do that. We play these games. And we're not honest with people. And, and there's or no... Ourselves. Or our, the key is, Jerry used to say, look, you can lie to others, but don't lie to yourself. Yes. Shakespeare said it, to thine own self be true. Can you be that? Mm -hmm. Can you be to, your, to thine own self be true? true if you've got that one you nailed it you're on your way so out of you comes truth and everyone's going to be with you everyone's going to want to hang why he speaks the truth what do you say to someone who's listening and 
I imagine most people that are listening to my podcast have some sense of spiritual practice or at least curiosity and a connection to something um, uh, that connects them to an awareness of their, their larger self or their divinity. But what do you say to someone who's listening who um, doesn't believe that there is a God? What would you just say to that person? Uh, nothing, because belief is nothing. Mm. I would say keep going, not believing. Go and check it out and start to know. Because belief is not, doesn't work for me. Yeah, that's very powerful. Neither, neither, like I'm a Catholic, believing and faithing is nothing. Knowing is everything. Do you believe that you can go swimming or do you know you can swim? Yeah. You know, so what happened? I learned how to swim. I go to the ocean. Okay, well, good. That's what you're going to do when you're going to go find out about God. I went in. I started meditating. Oh, my God. And I started to have these things. And then miracles started to come around my life. I know God's real. But when you start like, I don't believe, actually like the people. I have a heart. I don't understand atheists, but I love, what's the other one? The... Uh, agnostics? Yeah. I think agnostics are like, prove it. Atheists are like, forget about it. <laughs> so, but agnostic is like, an, an agnostic is up for the experience, actually. Yeah. They're up for the inquiry to see They're what... Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? It's all good because, you know, I had a concept of God and, you know, I was Catholic and everything and you know, you see the saints and the kneeling and the cross. And then one day, um, the essence of God visits you and enjoy in loving and in a feeling that you can't. And how did I know all that? I lived with a guy called John Roger. He was the most loving dude I ever met. And then I was like, well, how? You know, because when I was young, I was like, I didn't know what love was. Love is like my dad giving me a dollar bill. Cool. I get to eat McDonald's. Love is, love is many ways. And then, then there's, then along comes this man and he's radiating love. And I was like, wow. So this isn't the, this isn't the, you know, the, the codependency love. Hey baby, I love you. We will, we will together all you know it's even higher than that it becomes what like kind of like how a mother demonstrates taking care of a child yeah if the child's sick it has it has a lot of depth and dimension it's not just one you know i was an actor for years and i always was looking at the girl going i love you and i just i used to practice that line because i didn't know how to say it <laughs> I love, I love you. In the mirror. I love you, man. I love you. I love you a lot. And I would practice. And then when I, when I met JR and I started to go in and start loving myself and loving others, then I knew how to hit the word. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love you. And it can be just, I love you because it comes with power and it's the power of what do you need? I got you. It's huge. Yeah. And, you know, there's emotional love. You can go there. But this is, this is so 
you know, I love you so much. I'm not going to let you do that. When I first started studying at MSIA, uh, some of the, the old timers there, um, they would say to me just at the end of a process or a conversation, just, you know, like you say, I love you. They'd say, you are loved. And you did it a few times when I first met you. And it, it kind of caught me off guard at first because nobody says that. Mm-hmm. And they said it with such gravity and in their, in their sweetness and their, and their sort almost in their just normal passing conversation, you are loved and just give me a hug. And I'm like, what? Oh, you're loved. Right. Right. And, uh, that's it. It's like we we do have that that sort of spiritual amnesia that we forget that we really are all loved. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. the essence sits that we really are all loved. And well, I do I do a little thing that I heard John do, and I kind of know it. Whenever times are really tough, I just go, "It's all good." I know Jr. loves me. <laughs> that <laughs> works too. So it doesn't matter how bad it goes. I just know God loves me. It's all good. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, it, it's just like, you know that. I, I don't believe it. I just know it. Yes. And yeah. then that that's just, it's just practice. Like riding a bike. You know how to ride a bike. Well, you can't just say I don't believe in God because you haven't really put any work into it. You've just been busy in the world raising kids and doing your job. Good point. When you put the work into it, you're going, oh, crap. You know, um, there's been cases where JR would say, and I witnessed it, JR, my my father has brain cancer. And he's like, I'll look into it. Next day, he calls him up and says, get him to test it again. But he has to know, he has to accept the experience or it'll come back on him. Mm. The guy had brain free uh cancer free in the brain until he died years later or something else Mm. and that guy was always saying oh yeah i've got someone taking care of me so he had an inner experience that's why it's called movement of inner experience right spiritual inner experience you are a witness to a lot of that over the years where jr just took on tremendous unfathomable unfathomable levels of just garbage karma junk rubbish you name it what were some of your experiences how did he deal with just shaking that off because you were around him sometimes 24 7 how did Um, he deal with that it was you know nathaniel is another staff member and there have been other people that have been staff member um you know, uh, you just, you just, he's just taking it on his body, uh, overweight, uh, high blood pressure, just a lot of stuff. And then he'd get rid of it. You know, some people would have cancer and then he would just hug them. And it just, you can, at that point, after the seminar, I'm going, oh my God, it's going to be a rough night. Because he, <clears throat> that's the, that's what we call the, a high level of love. Yeah. But it's not a, you know, he would tell me, hey, you know, Jesus Christ already did that. You don't need to. Right. We don't need and to. I think John goes, 
one crucifixion is enough, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so you don't have to do that. But in the case of JR, it's a whole other, it's master stuff. You don't, you know, it's not even in the mind. It's not even rational. You just do. It's like he used to say that when his master, the Lord on the soul level and above came to him or Jesus, you just go, sure, what do you need? You don't go, wait a minute, I've got a schedule. I've got to pick up the kids. <laughs> you know, they came to him and they said, you need to do this. And he's like, okay, can I have, can I have this? And they're like, sure. And, you know, and though it's in, it's well known in the story that he had these visitations of the grand Lord God. And, and there's many ways that it comes down and it's like, Hey, we need you to take care of your mom and dad, help them transcend or take care of these souls. And he did that. And then, then it's like, Hey, we'd like you to do this. And he's like, sure. Hmm. And then he just kept graduating and we'd like you to do this. Okay. And you start to realize in your life, you start doing the same thing, you know, because you just feel the loving. Hey, Dan, would you do this? This Sure. Yeah. I just pretty much when you ask me to do this, I'm like, sure. That is true. It's in the sure department because it's just clear. It's a, we, in MSIA and the teachings of JR, we talk about what's clear to do, what's not. Sometimes we do kinesiology. That can be manipulated, so you have to be careful. But inside of ourselves, it's a gut feeling or an intuitive feeling, and we're like, hey, you want to do my radio show? I just go, sure, because I just see it. Now, that's just practice. And if something's not clear, it's just not clear. It's like a clear sky. That's right. Uh, people are like, hey, man, are you going to take the vaccine? You know, I can say it. I took Moderna one. I'm not a vacciner. I was no and yes. I didn't care. And I heard spirit go, you need to go get it or JR inside of me. Pull over now. Go in there and ask him for a vaccine. And that's how you know it's real. Mm. I went in there. I'm like, you guys got an extra vaccine? They're like, yeah, we've got one. And I, I called in the light, put it around the building. Touched, I said, I'm a minister. Can I touch the syringe? If you read Joe Dispenza books. Love um, him. Yeah. You know, the amoeba effect and all that kind of stuff. Amoeba. I mean, placebo. Amoeba. <laughs> the placebo effect. You could essentially, if we're a soul unit, and in Eastern philosophy, they say that the soul is the equivalent of 17 suns, but it sits down here in the seat of the soul. And so this flesh is a misrepresentation of everything. Yeah. Then if you touch into that, you can change everything. You can change molecular structures. You know, it was in, you know, what the bleep do we know? Remember that movie? Oh, sure. uh, I grab the water and I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate the water. It's, it tastes weird. So it's real. Light, it, it is real. Whether you believe it or not, it's not my problem. Yeah. Well, I think you just have to have that direct experience so that you stop doubting. It's like me doing biofield tuning after a thousand, after a hundred, after one of my kid, who am I kidding? After 10, 
I was just kind of floored at what I was witnessing. It's like, okay, doubt's still here, but let's keep going. You know, it's just like, okay, there's no way my rational mind will wrap my head around any of this stuff because it's even beyond that. You know, Greg Braden has this great um, discovery about the DNA and how it breaks down the coding. He decoded what the sort of signature um, uh, wording is in the DNA. And like in the first strand of the DNA, it's God eternal within the body. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. And it's like, uh, was that a mistake? Was that just random? I don't think so. <laughs> well, the, um, I love this woman, Terry Cole Whitaker. She wrote a book called What You Think About Me Is None of My Business. Yeah. It's a great book. And I live by that statement. It's like, so it wasn't about, you know, people, friends, really good friends of mine are like, did you get vaxxed yet? And I'm like, nope. And, and I hung up. I'm not, I'm not talking about my medical thing with you. Yeah. When I go to the dinner. And, and then having this inner experience where spirit, JR, inside of me goes pull over and everything magically lined up for me. I didn't have to wait in line. There was nothing. <clears throat> That's how I like to function in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've had enough of those where I know it's real. You know, it's like, and a lot of things that I, about 50% of my life is dreaming. So 50% of my messages in spirit, maybe a little bit more, is dreaming. And SE, you know, spiritual exercises, you're in that twilight. Yeah. You're chanting your tone and you're in observation. And then it looks like an idea it comes in. You're going, oh, that's right. And then you write it down. Or dreaming. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going, I'm going to New York because I already saw it. So, it, you know, pick your Pick the, the tools in which, and I'm not talking about signs, you know, you're throwing the dice and going yes or no. Uh, it's the, 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 the connection with spirit, God, JR, the masters, the guide, you develop that for the highest good. And you start to go, it doesn't feel good. I don't want to go to that party. Yeah. Every person just about that I counseled, uh, when they when they're talking about this issue and it really bothered them, the accountability that I make them go back to is that intuitively they heard a voice that said "Don't go," and they went against it. And Jr. has talked about this voice, which is it's in everybody. It's that intuition that knows. Um, when you go against it, it shuts down, mm-hmm. goes away. Then you're like, I just feel like. I just feel like I lost my connection. Yeah, because you shouldn't have gone to that party because you heard the voice go, don't go. And you were like, oh no, I want to go. And Jared talks about like a, a healers that go, I'm a healer, I'm a healer, yeah. And the spirit inside of you goes, don't touch them, but you touch them anyway. Then you get the karma. Then you're wondering why am I, you know, why did I break my foot? I'm a healer. Right. You took on a karma that wasn't yours. And nine times out of 10, spirit's doing it. I would say a hundred times. Yeah. You could say, well, I'm just going to sit here calling the light. I'm not claiming 
to take your stuff. Let's see what comes up. Can I touch your ankle? And then you got to listen to the spirit go, don't touch their ankle. Sorry, can't touch your ankle. Mm -hmm. Because then you're deferring to higher power that's going to handle the karma. At that point, you're just, you know, you're just holding. If you claim you're the guy, then you're the guy, okay, then the karma goes to you. I don't want I don't want to be the guy. In the counselings, I just call in the light and I'm like, you take it all. So it's you have to really listen. There's a lot of information in counseling where it's like, shut up, listen to them. And then you're like just quiet. And there's been counseling where I've said nothing. And then they go home with it and the spirit talks to them. Right. Or they get it in their sleep. Or they get it in their sleep. So it's 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 you know, you you've done this. You you're in it. It's it's a you know, and also approaching psychic material worlds from a psychic, astral, emotional, mental body rather than approaching it from a soul body. And then you are exempt of getting the negativity. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, no, no, I'm a psychic. Let me go in there. And then you're like, oh, my God. So the two of you are psychically screwed. That's right. You're intertwined. You're you're already plugged in. And God, it took me three days to get rid of that person. Oh, you've been spooched by their plasmic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> JR used to talk about uh, the the Ghostbusters. Being yeah, slime. oh yeah, you get slime. That's, that's like a psychic attack slime. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> Early on, I used to think, oh, I should call myself a healer because everybody does in the work I do, but. Of course, as I got more mature, I realized that's really not what I want to call myself at all, because I know I'm not really the one that's doing it. Okay, maybe I'll give myself 1% just because I'm standing there, you know, or I'm sitting across from a person. But there's no way that these things could happen and by me. This is all spirit. And also, I don't want to take on the responsibility uh, and be placed in that illusory pedestal position that I'm this, um, you know, dissolver of karma that uh, really I don't care to know anything about with you. It's just I'm here to help you on your way and be a conduit or be, as we say in the movement of spiritual inner awareness, which I love so much, is be a commutator of the light, which I think is much more accurate. Yeah, Jerry called it the conductor of divine energy, a container. Yeah. And so that's what he did. He contained it, and he was a massive container. So, and then the spirit would take it away, and sometimes it would burn. Like, you know, you get to someone hugged them when they shouldn't have hugged them. He took it even though he shouldn't have, and then he suffers, you know, through it. Yeah. Well, you've had so many uh, experiences that are both undeniable and inexplicable with him. Do you want to share maybe a couple that are just really wonderful? Well, the best, you know, my learning with him was mostly done in a car. I was his driver, his bodyguard. And bodyguard is like, you know, I don't know jujitsu. I, I, nobody, I don't think anybody could 
first of all, nobody could really hurt him because he was a really good fighter, at boxer. Uh, and I wouldn't allow anyone to get that close anyway. But bodyguard also meant while he's meditating, you're watching his body. You're driving correctly. You're not hitting potholes because what we work on is leaving the body a lot. Soul travel. When all masters talk about it from the east to the west, it's the practice of leaving the body. Blah, blah, blah. You're just doing it here while you're living. So the day that you close your eyes permanently, you wake up on that other side because you know how to do it. Yeah. And that, that's called spiritual exercises. And um, mostly what I experienced with him is driving and steering, steering. He would say, I, I was a young guy back then. I was like 24 looking at women walk by and I would be kind of like oh, with them and not driving. And then he's like, what are you doing? And I would be like, I'm, I'm driving. He goes, no, you're not, you're steering. And so what eventually was happening is he was coming inside, looking through my eyes and seeing what I was thinking of. And that's where a deception forfeits divine aid, dishonesty forfeits divine aid. I was, I would say, I was really honest with him, sometimes too honest, because um, he could tell. And if you, you know, working with a master like that, lying gets you, you kind of stop working with him because you can't live with a liar. That's yeah. the number one rule of working with masters is uh, they know everything. So why are you lying? So you strip everything away. You know, you, I confess, I was just always confessing. I was a horrible liar anyway, playing games. It was a game called the Mafia game where it's all about lying and withholding. I was horrible at that. One of the things that I did do is withhold. Withholding is a thing that JR keys, you could run into spiritual crime when you, when you do withholding. Withholding is when you're withholding something that someone could use that to help their life and their spiritual progression, and you're withholding it. That's a spiritual crime. That'll get you in trouble. That's worse than lying. So maybe give an example of that, if you could. Uh, I know I know a doctor that I think that can help you, and I don't say anything. Yeah. You told me you have something, and I don't say anything. And a lot of people do, um, um, Jared taught me, it's called the, uh, uh, malicious obedience. Um, you didn't take me out to dinner the other day. Screw you. I'm not helping. You. That's malicious. Obedience. No, but I don't want you to do that. Okay. Then I won't help you at all. And those kind of broad strokes are really adolescent and inappropriate and not really, it's not really grown up stuff. Like, so because I didn't pay for dinner last night, you're now not going to help me. That's, that. that that's called the law an eye for an eye that's what's happening now trump did this biden's gonna do that it's an eye for an eye so what's happening we're living in the law we're not living in forgiveness and we're not really moving anywhere you know you did this you're gonna pay yeah what 
what do you think, Jr.? You know, we, we sometimes think in our meditations and our spiritual exercises and our processes, what would Jesus say or what would Jesus do? What would Jr. do you think say about what's going on right now on the planet? Or do you have any insight? Nothing. He he went through all the stuff, 9-11. He went through the riots, all most of the riots. He would say nothing. He would just send light because a master knows the karma. Why would a master take a position? He's not a master. Well said. Any master, any person that takes a position is not a master. That's what a master is. A master is an elevated dude that knows the big dude. And then in the whole plan, he knows what's being worked out. Right. He knows what's up and he knows the, the, the bigger picture. Bigger picture. Like, so the key question is, is God in charge of the corona? Did this happen to progress us? So you have to, and Jared taught me and, and most people, intellectual honesty. Intellectual honesty. If you're going to look at here, you got to look at here. So if everything falls under God, corona was for us. And deaths, everything. <laughs> and the other side is, um, no, we have to do something about it. You know, it's, so you have to look at, you know, I don't know this side, I, so I got lost. So if you're going to look at God's in charge, you have to look at God is not in charge. I'm in charge. CNN is in charge. And Fauci knows everything. There it is. I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? God's in charge. Fauci's in charge. So you have to go, well, does God have a website in which we can get updates on the corona? Um, so you use both. What do you do? You bring it towards the middle. Yeah. And then what is? Fauci's God. But not my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I listen to what he said, and then I go and check it out for my truth. I would say to everybody, I would, I would encourage people to get all the information from all areas, and then you decide. But you have to go to a place in which you can shut the noise down so that you start hearing the inner noise. Because the outer noise is heavy. I mean, if I, I do five minutes of CNN, I'm just blown out. That's right. I don't even, I don't even watch it. If I do five minutes of Fox, I'm blown out. If I do this, this, so I have to go to the BBC. Seems neutral. It's like, so today the Queen's, you know, Philip has died. And then you're sitting there going, I love and like to Philip. And then you just feel kind of British, you know. <laughs> For a little bit. For a little bit. You feel like, oh, it's, it's impersonal. But it seems to be everything's personal. And that, Jair's also talked about the impersonal and the personal. You know, we're taking everything personal rather than impersonal. We don't know. And so, and Jared also talked in, in the experiences I, I was learning with him in a lot of hours in the car, he would say, well, how do you know that? I was like, because I, if I were to say, I, I heard it from CNN, he goes, you don't know that. Well, they told me that. Well, how do I, they don't know that. They're just repeating it. Show me where they know that. So what, if you go deep 
And JR had a thing called the knowing, the unknowable, the knowing, the unknown, and the unknowable. And uh, if you go back to almost everybody's statements, they don't really know. Nobody really knows. Until you are sitting behind the scientist that's looking at the corona and showing you, everyone's just repeating. Mm -hmm. So literally everybody's like a broken record about what the last thing this guy said. And they're just like, Jerry used to say, you know someone by the last person they hung out with or the last book they read. So you can hang, you can almost figure out someone by the last news article they read or saw. And they'll talk to you just like Fauci. I'm like, I just heard that. And, you know, all these videos that are going around, hey, listen to this video. It's a text from friends. Look at this video. Pass it on. And the video, you'll talk to some other people later, two days later, and they're repeating what you just saw on the radio. Yeah. And very eloquently, too. And, And very like, wow, they really studied the video. But they don't know. And that's, that would, when you would, uh, Jer, I, 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 did you, there was no internet then. Did you uh, confirm the flights? Yes. Who'd you talk to? Ah, forgot her name. Call her back. Okay. Okay, great. Her name is Diane. Great. And you confirmed, uh-huh. What seat are we in? 2B. Okay. And what flight? I see. Okay. All right. Good. And then before the flight, go confirm again. So Jerry was always a, not, he wasn't an information guy. He was a factual guy. I just, I just got a movie, JR. He goes, did you get paid? No, not yet. I go, did you get a contract? No. Well, they just told me, well, don't celebrate yet. Mm. Not until the check cashes in the bank. So that was a really smart the things that he taught me were just up close. Yeah. Uh, one of the big ones is don't spend your deferred income. Don't spend what's not yours. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. So the madness in the credit cards, including me, can get out of hand. Yeah. You know, and deferred income is I'm doing a training. I just got it sold out. The training I'm doing it in about three months and I just got paid. All the deposits are in. It's 130 people and you start spending that money. So remember, accountability is key. When you go bankrupt and bust, you'll know why. So there's ethics and rules. Yeah. And just that, don't spend your deferred income. Money that you collect for something you haven't done is not your money. Yeah. Very simple in its profundity <laughs> and in very profound in its simplicity. I mean, he was, you know, he's from Utah and his dad was a coal miner and he smoked and he was a very, you know, these guys in Utah, cowboys, they just like, they just tell you how it is. And JR learned all that. So he told you how it is and he told it to you in few words. And then you just remember these sayings, you know. Do you have any wonderful parting words that you could just share with the listeners about just what you know today? Be here now. You know, what's important is 
you know, take time for yourself to regroup, to update bad experiences and uh, loving yourself is key and self-respect and how is that? You do things that you remember how you used to do it that you stopped doing. And that could mean I stopped listening to myself or I used to go to the beach, but you know what, I'll, I'll do that. I used to, you know, I like to go with friends and you know what's happening now, right now, what I'm learning is I call friends and we get together and I don't, I was like, you know, you do this, you do that, you feel comfortable, let's get together. And I've been having dinners, restaurants are opening. I would encourage you to get out. There's a thing called, you know, common sense, take care of yourself. And then there's a thing called, is, am I locked up in my mind, in my emotions? And when two or, when two or more are gathered, it's, it's great to get out. And we were made to touch and hug and love one another. We weren't made to Zoom 12 hours a day in a locked up house. That's right. So this is, uh, it's, I forgot, it's, I'm trying to get a word, it's, it's, it's uh, I forgot, I'm not that intellectual. Well, connection, you're talking about, you know, people need people, we need each other. It's, it's anti, the word is anta, anta something. Antiquated? It, it, no, I've lost it, but it's, it's totally against the human spiritual nature of the individual to be locked up and to do everything electronically, which EMFs are off the hook. Yes. So like right now, close your damn computer, just after you listen to us, please. <laughs> right. But... I would say take care of yourselves on a daily basis. Are you exercising? Are you loving yourself? And do very, very little Zooming. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like, you know, you got to pay rent or you, you don't do 12 hours of Zoom. Don't buy into this thing because life is out there waiting for you. And get mentally healthy. How's that? How's mentally healthy? Get out. Call friends. Call friends that, that your ego and mind says, no, don't call them. They didn't. They're maskers and they're anti-vaxxers. And, you know, stop with the nonsense and call and love everyone. And, um, you know, jr has got these, these words. Love yourself so you can love others. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. And don't hurt yourself and don't hurt others. Peace be still. These are, these, are, these are words, so don't hurt yourself because and, and take care of yourself first before you take care of others. This is key in JRs, and it's basically the opposite of what it says in most books. You know, sacrifice yourself for them. No. Yeah. Take care. That's why communism doesn't work. Yeah. None, none of that works. My parents were, they fled Cuba. I went to the Soviet Union. It doesn't work. Not that we're communists, I'm just saying having everything equal uh, and trying to love everyone and trying to do everything equal kills the human spirit of, of entrepreneurship and, excel and excelling at its best. America 
planted the seed to that, which is be the best that you can be. Sounds like a commercial. So to me, it's like, so how does that work? Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Go make your money. Go do what you want in this world so that you can share. But don't, don't stunt your growth, stunt your progression in life for something that's, that's, don't let the fear get you. Be responsible in this day and age, but don't let the fear get you. Mm-hmm. And loving is key. Uh, I can't stand seeing someone with a mask because I, if it does focus, I'm getting more into the loving where I can see their eyes. And you gotta remember, I've been all over the Middle East and sometimes you see the burqa and you're forced to see the eyes and go, oh, look at the beauty, you know, look at the loving. But sometimes I'll say, take the mask off, let me see your face. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, in some ways I can't, I want it to accelerate and I'm impatient, but you know, it'll happen. I think it'll happen in its own timing. And, uh, but take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Loving. Great, sound, practical, powerful, useful advice. And it's universal. And thank you for uh, inviting me to your show. I hope people enjoy it. I hope there's something that you can get out of it. This is such a gift and you're such a great storyteller and you have so much to share and I'm just grateful to you. I'm grateful to know you. I love you. You are loved. And, uh, yes. And, uh, Hey, Jay Sue, just before you go, where can people find out more about you and what work you're doing in the world? Um, I'm on a website called, um, soul transcendence.com or the, the love of a master.com. It's, it's all goes into one or the dreams of a master.com and just you send me an email, hit me up and see if I can help you in whatever way. I don't, I, I don't really, I do spiritual counselings, but I don't really push it. It really is what you want to do. Um, I appreciate this format, this platform, because I do love when you and I talk and the questions because you start listening to the sound and the spirit and some great information comes out. Jerry used to say that the best counselings or the best talks with someone else is for yourself. Yeah. You know, like everything I'm telling you, I'm just going, Oh, that was good. I'll keep that one. That was a good one. And there's selfishness in this. It's not that, you know, my ego a long time ago, would go, yeah, I want stardom. And then the spiritual part goes, no, I want to learn this interaction and see how we can grab the little gems for helping myself first. Yeah. Well, people listening to this, you have a lot of spiritual gems to snack on. I hope that's my wish for all of you. So enjoy the cornucopia of Jesu Garcia. Jesu, loving you. Loving you. Thank you so much for your help and your amazing and great show. Good luck. Break a leg. <laughs> Thank everything, you. Everybody, everything for the highest good. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Spiritual Geek Out podcast. If you like what you're hearing here, check out more by subscribing on your favorite platform or 
go to spiritualgeekout.com.